Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa. And welcome to Unrunned to Pursuit. We just want to invite you guys into real unedited conversations about real life topics that affect your marriage. Yeah, guys, we are passionate about training and equipping marriages to succeed through God. All right. Welcome back. Always excited to get to spend some time with y'all. You excited, yeah, baby? I'm excited. All right. I got my coffee. Legitimately Ooh, have coffee. Nice. Early Last in- cup. Yeah, it's almost hitting the noon mark. Oh, it is noon. Yeah. Danger zone. Living on the edge right now. <laughs> uh, okay. I knew that you were going to do a sound effect it's there. Delicious. For those of you listening to this in the evening and now you're like, hmm, just cup get, of coffee. Just get good. some tea. Or like my friend says, brown water. Okay. we want to start off today as we always do with a review from one of you uh this is from jayhawk it says through the eyes of a betrayer uh the content that brad and lisa put out there is some of the most important content that exists i don't know how many of the betrayers listen to this show but i hope that more and more will hear the wisdom of a couple that has been through it Mm. so thank you very much we love when we hear not only guys but um even specifically when people talk about being someone who's actually walked on the betrayal side of things and i mean you're assuming it's a i mean is it a dude i would assume Jayhawk, it, I, was kind of I don't assuming. know but maybe not I, I just we hear from a lot of women who are also on that side of things so yeah absolutely um either way it's just amazing to hear people who are walking through it and have found us yeah. the some of the ways that people have found us are just like wow god is so good to bring oh, us things That's that crazy just give us hope in the mm-hmm. middle of the most difficult places. I just never ceases to amaze me. Once again, thank you guys for I mean, we've writing. Al- we've heard like some of the stuff where it's almost like what you hear on Caleb. Yeah. Where it was like, I just turn on my podcast. Yes, I don't listen literally. to anything. And all of a sudden your podcast came on. I was like, that's cool. And I like never had heard of you guys, never searched for anything. It's just kind of, it's just pretty I'm crazy. I'm like, why you never heard of us? <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk We're to talking my, about humbleness. I need today. to talk about my PR person. <laughs> Which is me. Us. So that's interesting. Okay. We have no other people. <laughs> Where's our people? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so last week, if you guys have yeah. not listened to last week's episode, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, we, we are just kind of going through 1 Corinthians 13, really 1 through 7. Uh, but we want to take time to kind of dissect what love is and and take time to really dive into the verse specifically yeah. right now we're in verse number four, which is we've we've gotten through one. Love is patient is last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week is love is kind. So uh, so many of these bleed together. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Where it's like if you're patient, you have a tendency to be kind, which is why last week you read a lot of verses and they had like this same kind of wording. They all kind of just humility, yeah. kindness, patience. Yeah, they just yeah. encompass each other. So we want to get into um, that aspect of kindness today. Um, I had seen one definition of kindness that says. Um, What's your definition of kindness? Okay, my definition of kindness. Well, it's difficult for me now because I've read this yeah, definition. So then I'm like, oh, what is my own definition of kindness? Because I. So for me, I do feel like I think of kindness as, like when I said it kind of bleeds into a lot Mm -hmm. of other things, I do think of it as extending patience or showing compassion, um, being, being caring, showing gentleness. Like I think my definition is that, and I think it's, I don't know, this sounds kind of funny, I'm just going to say it. I feel like, is kindness really kindness if it doesn't require anything of you yeah yeah do you know what i'm saying it's like because you know there's verses that talk about where love and what love is and if Mm -hmm. you only love those that love you is it really love but if you're loving those that Mm -hmm. are your enemy if you're loving those that hurt you then that's like a godly love so change it to kind instead of love Right. Yeah. If you're only kind to people that are kind, if you're to only you, kind to people who are kind to you, then is it really kindness? That's what we're seeing right now. So, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to give my definition because I asked the question, but I liked this. Well, I do want to hear your definition now. Let's hear yours, and then you can you can say that. Hmm. All right. So you throw a question at me. I know. Cause and then you, you said, always I'm not do that going to, to give me a de- yeah. definition, yeah. even though you didn't have a definition. Yeah, I didn't have a definition. Okay. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> um, wow. 
being kind, I think is, for me, it's a genuine, it's a genuine love for someone else and, yeah, I think to be kind to someone else is a, I say genuine because it's like the, the not fake, mm-hmm. right? So having a genuine, um, being genuine, loving, empathetic, all those things, like that's what kindness means to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but the, what I was going to say is how I think it's good that we define it, but also both of us are defining this from a biblical viewpoint, mm-hmm. period. That's how I view everything. Yeah. That's what I'm called to do. Right? I want to be a follower of God. Like I'm a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to view everything through a biblical lens. So this is what That's I need the to goal. do. Yep. Culture, kindness is more about tolerance, being nice, and enduring differences without complaining that it is about love. It asks us to be pleasant to those who are different from us. It doesn't call us to love them. When kindness exists without love, it quickly becomes insincere. Something we do because we're supposed to. But kindness without love isn't kindness at all. It's an imitation. So is that like culture versus what, Christ? Versus the biblical view. So that's Mm -hmm. from the Mm gospelcoalition.org. by Ann Carlos, Carlos, maybe. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was great. I just saw it and I was like, okay, you have to, where I think culture misses it is they're like, you have to be, well, okay. Culture says you have to be kind to everyone, right? I don't know. Culture even says, oh, yeah, I know. It's kind now. of, well, I mean, but you always see like the be kind stickers. This and this, you know, but I know it's perverted view, Yeah. but also that's not even tapping into love. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we can go down another rabbit hole of like, how does culture view love? Culture views love is you have to be tolerant to everything. Yeah. Love um, is acceptance. Yeah. I don't that. have to accept what you're doing. Here's the you. deal. So, and this is, this is why I like this, what she said so, so well, because I'm called to love everyone. I'm also called to be kind to everyone, mm-hmm. right? It goes hand in hand. I'm called to be patient with everyone. Like all this goes hand in hand, right? So if I'm called to love everyone, but I don't have to accept what they're doing, right? Jesus loves everybody on this earth, every single person from the genocidal terrorist, right? That just wants to kill everything to the guy, the monk, mm-hmm. right? He loves everybody on earth, but he doesn't tolerate or accept all the things, mm-hmm. right? Because they go against what he wants. He's not going to, he doesn't accept that, but he still loves you, right? There's plenty of people I know that I love. I don't accept the way that they're living their life. Yeah. I don't accept their point of views. I don't accept what they're practicing. Mm-hmm. I don't accept it, but I do love them. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, I extend kindness to them i'm not gonna be mean and yeah, purposely cruel purposely. purposely cruel purposely doing all this i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna extend kindness i'm gonna extend love kindness patience humility all those things but it doesn't mean that i accept anything that you're doing yeah and when I, you mentioned yeah. last week you know there's that aspect of loving and showing kindness sometimes kindness is speaking truth sometimes kindness Mm. is standing firm you know and i think there's a distorted view of that too right where it's like kindness people think kindness only makes you feel good Mm. you know and sometimes being kind is is being truthful being kind is like or sometimes kind being kind is like just swallowing or biting your tongue yeah it is many times where it's just like okay i'm not like, I'm not going to fight this. I think I'm that's gonna... where being led by the Holy Spirit matters so much is there's just many times and many times before we get on a podcast or we pray like, God, Holy Spirit, we just ask that 
you know, you open our mouths and close our mouths as, as that needs mm-hmm. to happen. Because as humans, we just, yeah, we don't discern this very well. And we need that godly perspective of when to, when mm-hmm. to speak, when not to speak, when to move, when not to move. So Ephesians 429, I, I think I just want to, I'm sorry, Ephesians 432, because I just want to emphasize like we actually are very much called to kindness. And it says, uh, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Mm. And I think it's like this aspect of kindness and compassion, they run really hand in hand. Anytime you see something in scripture, kindness and compassion, kindness and compassion. And I think that they are completely intertwined, right? Showing compassion and and kindness, but I think it's interesting that in that same verse, that is literally tied to forgiving one another. Yeah. Like in kindness and compassion, like you're going to forgive. Why? Because Jesus forgave you. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about like whether or not, and if you're reading in that first Corinthians 13, four through seven, it's like the list that is in there, yeah. right? It's like, it talks about not keeping a record of wrongs. You know, this aspect of forgiveness is so tied in with compassion and so tied in with kindness. And this is an important thing for someone to recognize that to be kind means that you do have to let go of the offense. It means you do have to let go of holding that record of wrong. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's tying into another aspect of first Corinthians, but I think it is that they tie together, they bleed together. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that what they did was right. It means that you are releasing yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I, I cannot continue to carry that offense forward with me into the, into the future, into what God has for me. Cause he forgave me. Yeah. All right. That's a little tangent. No, uh, what I was going to say, I was going to ask you this is so, then true forgiveness can't happen without compassion and kindness. Is that, to do me, you feel that way? Yeah, I do feel that way. That doesn't mean that you condone. I'm not talking about. Yeah, kindness. but I, I just want to clarify, like yeah. being kind and compassionate does not mean you condone something. No, I, no, a, I think we covered that. Like, we definitely covered that. What I was talking about is like, so, cause I've heard people say this where it's like, well, I've, I've forgiven them, but, I'm not, you know, happy or I'm not, you know, like I'm like holding on to a piece. Yeah. Like I'm forgiving them because that's what I'm supposed to do versus it's kind of, so it kind of ties into, you know, your walk with Christ, right? Uh, If, if when you first start on this journey with Christ, you don't want to do all these things because because it says don't do these things. Yeah. You can right? have a don't do list. Yeah. The Bible says don't do these things. So I'm not going to do it. Like that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do it. But then as you grow and understand and build a relationship, not a religion, with Christ, then you you don't do those things because of your love for God. Mm-hmm. It's not you don't do those things because it says so. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a difference. And I think that even in forgiveness, right, the Bible says we forgive everyone. We have to do that. But if you're just doing it because the Bible says to, then I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's really forgiving or if it's just making you feel better because you said I forgive them. But did you really forgive them? Yeah. I mean, God takes forgiveness really seriously. Yeah, I mean, do you want God to really forgive you? <laughs> so I, I mean, it's, that's it's, it's you know? a very, very serious thing. And th- I know we had, I know you said we clarified it as far as saying that kindness and compassion does mm-hmm. not mean condoning. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it needed to be emphasized again because yeah. I think that it is the typical argument oh, that people is. have with forgiveness yeah. is this aspect of saying, well, yeah, but I don't want to basically make someone else feel like what they did was right. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage you like that. That's actually, it's not your job to hold on to, Mm -hmm. you know, like God is a God of justice. He really is. Mm -hmm. And so you can leave justice to him. Absolutely. You also want to recognize that God is so, he so loves you, right? That you do not get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. And He's patient with us, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But your job is to release that to him 
And so kindness and compassion says that you're doing something that someone doesn't deserve, Mm -hmm. just like Jesus did something for us that we did not deserve. And so when we hold on to unforgiveness, we literally defy the things that Jesus has done for us. And it is very serious, like over and over and over again. This is another theme in scripture that Jesus tells us to forgive. Mm -hmm. And he never says, forgive if someone deserves it or forgive if it's easy or forgive if they stop doing everything wrong or forgive if you're ready. Yeah. (laughs) He says, forgive just as I've forgiven you. I mean, and he, (laughs) he is ready and willing to forgive anything Mm -hmm. that we do. I mean, it's. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. We want it for ourselves. You have to extend it somewhere. And this this kindness piece of it is part of that, right? Because we're trying to be more Christ-like. We're trying to show kindness and compassion. Part of that is tied directly into forgiveness. And so if you follow Christ, you're called to forgiveness. If you follow Christ, you're called to kindness. If you don't follow Christ, we would encourage you to do so because you're going to live a much freer, <laughs> better life. Yeah. And because you want that same forgiveness. Yeah, I like this. Um, Biblical kindness, true kindness, is always rooted in the steadfast and self-sacrificing love of God. He is, as Psalms 145, 17 says, he is righteous in all his ways Mm. and kind in all his works. Mm. And then in Nehemiah, it says he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. Mm. Yeah. Like, you can see is, so much how it, it those things just... And I think with that, the forgiveness part of being steadfast and all these things is of, of kindness, right? Being kind and forgiving, that aspect of it is, to me, what speaks volumes is like, Hey, I, I forgive you. And then that's it. I don't have to say I forgive you. And you really disappointed me. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, the ands or the, yeah, I forgive (laughs) you. Um, I'm so disappointed in you right now. Leave the coordinating conjunctions out of it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Right. And I, I feel that's how it is with our relationship with Christ. Right. Yeah. If I'm asking for forgiveness, I don't think he says like, okay, I mean, you guys heard it last week too. Like when I, when God stepped in line with me and gave me a choice and I asked for his forgiveness on the side of that road, he didn't say, okay, you're forgiven, but man, you like drug me and your family through the mud for months and denied that I even existed and all these things. Like he didn't say anything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. He didn't say, I'm so disappointed in you, but I do forgive you. Like that's loving kindness. Mm. So if you want to extend that to people, if I forgive someone, I can't, I can't like out of good conscience, I can't say I forgive you, but I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, you can, but then is it forgiveness? But can, is it well? Is it but real? then it's, yeah. I don't think you're really following through with what God's calling you to do. Like, I can't do that. I it didn't happen to me. Yeah, like God didn't point out my mistakes. He didn't sit there and go, okay, "I forgive you," but look at this list. Mm. Look what you've done over the past year. Look at this. Like I can't. He doesn't do that. Yeah. So how can I do that to someone? Like, you know, you you break someone's trust, whether it's your spouse or a friend, or you do something that they don't like, whatever it is, and they're like, I forgive you, but I'm so disappointed in what you did. And it's like, well, thanks for calling me and forgiving me. Like, you know, like what? I, I just... It just hit me while we're talking about this because it's like, leave the rest out, Mm. right? It's kind of like when you're a kid and you're getting in trouble and then everything kind of stops and you have to have the last word, Mm. Mm. right? As an adult, do you have to have the last word? No, you don't. Yeah, you you see it. 
Oh, you see it all the time. And I'm guilty of it. Yeah. For sure. But you see it all the time. But you don't have to have the last word. Yeah. You can let it go. Yeah. Be kind in that sense. Like have that kindness that God has, that steadfast, loving kindness that he wants us to have. Yeah. Having it. Steadfast to me, that's like standing strong. Standing firm, yeah. You are standing strong, rooted in who you are mm-hmm. through Christ. And you're showing love and you're showing kindness despite of. Yeah. Right? You're giving forgiveness despite of. And if you're doing it without the despite of, then are you really even doing it? Yeah. And I would like to just add a little caveat to this because I think what a lot of people do, especially if they're, you know, in some type of abusive situation and sometimes some type of toxic relationship and they hear these messages. Well, I guess I'm supposed to just stay here, deal with it. That's the, that's what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not kindness. Mm-mm. Actually, a lot of times kindness is putting up boundaries and standing firm in truth. That's the world's definition of kindness, what you're talking about, right? So I have to be tolerant. I have to accept what's mm. going on no you don't you don't have to be tolerant yeah. or accept what's going on or condone it if you're physically you can love or without accepting you mentally can. emotionally being abused and it's a toxic relationship and you need to get out like that's not being kind now being kind to that person still it's going to be very hard it's still possible but also that doesn't mean i have to sit here and take it yeah well i think even that aspect of saying being kind is letting someone experience the consequences of their decisions yeah in a situation like that like i think sometimes we have to look at kindness that way like hey i have to let go and let you mm-hmm. take this path i can't control it and i have to let go and, and let god and do let his god. thing man we so <laughs> we're watching this show on tv and it like uh this one scene like hit me so hard. This guy is, uh, you know, he's escaping and evading, and he's 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 gonna die, right? It's a it's a war thing, right? He's gonna die, and he has this coming to God moment in this TV show, mm-hmm. like legitimately, like this. That's what this whole thing, that whole episode yeah. was written about him finding his coming faith. to the end of himself. Yeah, <laughs> and he comes in himself, and he kind of just gives up, and um. And he just lets God handle it, right? So, mm-hmm. but during these events, he's still working. He's still doing that. He doesn't give up in the sense of like, well, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything, right? He's still, he finds God again and he's still pushing and trying not to die. And then at the last minute, you know, his team saves him. But it just to me, while I was watching, just that analogy of like, I've given everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to survive physically. I don't know if I'm going to survive at all. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. But just the the moment of, like, I have no more strength. I can't do anything. And just, just stopping. And all of a sudden, God swoops in. It's just such a powerful... It was a powerful message in that TV show. Mm-hmm. I think it probably gets lost on some people mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. But that's what that's like. It's it's like, you know, just giving, you know, you're giving it all over to God. Yeah. Right. So you have if, nothing left, but he if has- you have to lay everything down and forgive and be kind and do all these things that, that God's calling you to do, then just lay it all down. Mm hmm. But that doesn't mean that you sit there and take the beating. Yeah. Emotionally, verbally, physically, whatever it is, it doesn't mean you sit there and take the beating. You still have to do something mm. to to rid yourself of that, to separate yourself of that, to distance yourself from that. And give it to God. But you you sh- you need to give it to God yeah. and see how he steps in. Yeah. See how he works and and all that. It's yeah, it's just powerful. Yeah, and it's this aspect of knowing like God is big enough to handle someone else just like he's big enough to handle you. And so it's not our own personal job to save other people. It's our job to give the message of the fact that God saves mm-hmm. people. 
those people, you know, like when you're when you're standing in steadfast, you know, being steadfast, having loving kindness, you're forgiving people. The people we forgive, I would say, I'm not going to give a percentage, but I would say most of the time they, you don't have to say the but. Hmm. Like they get it. They know. They know. Yeah. Even if at the moment they're kind of oblivious, like they know. Yeah. And you and I have had had conversations about this, even with our kids. Yeah. You know, this reminder of that we don't have to repeatedly bring up a wrong. No. Even though it is in our nature to do so. Because we do want yeah. to, and we've made this mistake. Absolutely, we're we're saying this out of like, please learn from our mm-hmm. mistakes. We've we've walked through, you know, this. Okay, well, we we better say it again. Just make sure that you know that what you've done wrong. You know, when the reality is, is we know this from our own lives. Yeah. You can know you've done something wrong one time, and you don't need anyone else to remind you. You know. Mm-hmm. it's at the forefront of your brain and the enemy then likes to use that. Right. It's like likes to make that your identity, who you are Mm -hmm. and keep you in like a shame spiral. And like I said, we've made this mistake, I think with ourselves and with our kids, knowing that you do not have to constantly remind someone else of their failures for them to know what they've done is wrong. Yeah. And we don't want other people to do that to us. So it's just like that full circle, nor do we want God to do that to us. Like, I don't want God to sit there with like the, the list of wrongs that I've done and just like constantly remind me of how much I am unworthy of his love and kindness. Oh, I know. Yeah. You had something to say, so I'm looking at Mm -hmm. you right now. Oh, I really felt like there was like this, this thing that you were. Maybe, maybe not yet. Oh, okay. Okay. You're mulling. Yeah. I'll let you mull then. (laughs) (laughs) no i i think there's a lot in these verses that i didn't even realize until we really started to dig into each individual aspect and knowing that this is a constant process until the day that we leave this earth of trying to be more and more christ-like and that in every situation i think that we need to ask god for discernment and Mm -hmm. asking him what does kindness look like here what does patience look like here because it's not a worldly view of both of those. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's where we all fall short. Yeah. We, we live in the world. We grew up with these views, these worldviews of what patience, yeah. kindness, love, humility, what all these things were. We grew up with the worldviews. And I would venture to say the worldviews probably weren't that far off from the biblical views, you know, 30 years ago. 40 years ago, but right? But is now. But right now they are. Yeah, they're far apart, you know? And so I, I think that we grew up with that, so that's how we always view things. And it is that change when you start following Christ that now I, I, I have to study the word. I have to be in his word. I have to pray. I have to do these things because I want to see, I want the biblical definitions. Yeah, I have to let or, his word change me. Yeah, I want, I want <laughs> God's word the definitions he's given to be my definitions for kindness for all those things. And I think that that's definitely where we all fall short. Yeah. And what would it look like if in your day to day life, you just literally said, what does kindness require of me right Mm -hmm. now? What, what does this look like? God, show me what it looks like to be kind right now. And I think if we just started living in that way, God, show me what it looks like to be kind to my spouse today. God, show me what it looks like to be kind to my kids today. Show me what it looks like to be kind to the person who's checking me out at the grocery store. Yeah, You know, I mean, if we just started like literally filtering our lives through that and letting God show us like what each and every situation, what each and every person needs in that moment, right? Because we have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus I mean, it's, and I think that that's, that's also, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, we're talking about kindness, how can I be kind to my spouse? I think a lot of it does fall on actions as well. Yeah. Like I would almost, I mean, I feel, you know, it's a verb, you know, yeah. but it is actual, not just verbally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think kindness starts in your thoughts. It does start, start in your thoughts and it's, and it could, I mean, 
it could be as simple, you know, kindness as simple as when you do think of that, you know, when you're thinking about your spouse and that one thought pops in your head and it's like, man, I should do that. Yeah. Like I'm going to write a little note and put it on the mirror in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like that's kindness mm-hmm. or I'm going to send that text. Like this is all intertwined in love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this is how you love your spouse. Well, yeah. all, all these things we're talking about, all the things that first Corinthians 13 talks about, it's, it's about loving your spouse. Well, I mean, it's about loving everyone. Well, but we're talking, but we're talking, yeah, it's a marriage <laughs> podcast. So we're going to tie it into marriage, but it is about loving your spouse. Well, and there is a correlation between loving your spouse. Well, loving God. Well, absolutely. There. And so, the kindness, like all the things that you would want from your spouse, you know, the way you want her to treat you, the way you you know you want to laugh together, the relationship you want to build, the intimacy uh, emotionally that you want, like all those things you want to know everything about them. They want to know everything about you, like all those things intertwine. That's how you want your relationship with Christ to be. Mm-hmm. I want to know so much about God. Yeah. I mean, so much. I want to understand his thoughts for my life. I want to understand his will for my life. Like, I want to understand all those things. And I want I want him to forgive me. I want him to be kind to me. Yeah. I want him to be patient with me. Like, please, I know I mess up all the time. Please be patient with me. Yeah. Be kind to me. Like all the, I want all those. I desire all those things with my relationship with Christ the exact way I should desire all those things with my spouse. And how do I, how can I even begin to show Christ those things is my relationship with them, Mm -hmm. right? How am I praying? How am I forgiving others, right? I can't forgive God. do anything wrong mm-hmm. right like how am i forgiving others am i patient with my prayers am i you know am trusting i him. am i trusting him am i patient with his timing am i understanding what he wants like you know i i pray my heart's desires are are more in line with him than what i really want mm. so then they become what he wants for me right versus what i want you know but that's what I want to do. Like, that's how you build that with Christ. So now I want to build that with my wife. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to share everything with her. I'm going to be patient with her. I want her to be patient with me. I want to show her empathy. I'm going to be humble. I need to show kindness because I need to show kindness. I need to show patience. I need to show forgiveness. I need to do all those things, not because I'm expecting it back, but because I want this strong relationship with yeah. you. I want to be intertwined in every facet and I want our marriage to grow stronger and stronger. Like that's what I want. So I'm out of that. I want to show you as much as I can. Like I want to empty myself with you. Like just here's everything. Here's all the forgiveness you need. Here's all the kindness you need. Like all those things because that's exactly what we get from Christ. Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't hold back. No, he does not. And so it's exactly what we have to do with our marriage. And if you're not doing that, that's when the cracks and crevices start becoming chasms. Yeah. And then you don't know where to even begin. Mm -hmm. And then that bridge of forgiveness gets so big that you're like, I'm not stepping on it. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to make the first move. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) going to make the first move. Yeah. And then because that's so big, your patience is eroded. Forget kindness. Mm-hmm. Forget even true, truly loving each other, like unconditionally, not the feeling of love. Yeah, choosing each other. The choosing each other. Forget that. You feel like you're not even on the same boat anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it'll just keep growing and growing and growing until someone becomes humble, steps into forgiveness, shows kindness, shows compassion, shows compassion, reaches out understands that i'm choosing to love you this isn't a feeling i have right now i'm choosing to forgive you i'm choosing to just lay it down in front of you Mm. and extending that olive branch if you will yeah and and repeatedly 
And constant, yeah. Because that's what people do. I extended that one time and nothing happened, so I'm done. I got off the bridge. I cut the bridge. And now. (laughs) What's that saying? (laughs) uh, uh, I'm burning the bridge to light my way. (laughs) Right? I've never heard that saying. Oh, yeah. I'm going to burn this bridge to light my way. But I'm not surprised lo- you haven't heard of it, and you shouldn't be surprised that I even know it. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, both of those things are <laughs> true. Um, I think even this aspect of kind, kind of coming to some practical ways that we can show kindness to our spouse, you know, I think this verse hit me, but I think, you know, when you're talking specifically about this aspect of somebody has to do the reaching here, mm-hmm. right? Somebody has to say the kind things. Somebody has to do the kind things. And depending on how your spouse's love language is, it might be easy for you to say like kind things and they're an acts of service person or physical yeah, touch. And they're, they're just like, like Psh- your words mean nothing to me. You know, so I, you have to make sure that you're aware mm-hmm. of those things too. But Ephesians 4.20 says, 429 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that Mm. it may benefit those who listen. According to their needs. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's so much in that verse and and showing kindness, right? Like if you're showing kindness in what you say, Mm -hmm. right? First of all, it has to start in your thoughts, right? Because... What, what you think, what comes mm-hmm. out of the heart is what is what you actually say, right? So be slow to speak. Yeah. I mean, I mean really, <laughs> yeah. it's this aspect of it all starts and you're going the direction of your thoughts, of your strongest yeah. thoughts. So unwholesome talk. I mean, that can cover so many things, mm. right? I mean, we can get down in the nitty gritty, Brad will start stepping on people's toes yeah. and, you know, all that good stuff. But if you want to just start with this aspect of looking at your spouse going, is are you are you speaking to them in a way that builds them up according to their needs mm-hmm. and benefits them? Yeah, I, I I'm gonna jump on that real quick. So I just saw this this clip, and it I don't know. It's not that I don't remember who the guy was. I literally don't know who the guy was. Right? It didn't even highlight that in this clip. This clip was talking about. Um, basically how powerful words are mm-hmm. right but in a roundabout way because he he had mentioned the hebrew word for uh word and for thing is the same mm-hmm. like there's no differentiation between a word and a thing it's the same and so what he was talking about is like that correlation of there's no differentiation so a thing is is like this coffee mug is a thing right and how that word is powerful like a thing. Yeah, like it's so just true. that powerful. Like and you're so, wielding something. Yeah, it could tear something down or build something out. It could create, right? And that's what he was talking about. It was just so interesting when he's saying that, and you're talking about it right now. Like, you know, in that kindness aspect, let no unwholesome talk leave your mouth. That's for everybody. Absolutely. But again, we're talking about marriage specifically. You can tear and build your spouse up just by what you say. Yeah. Just by what you say. I mean, you can change the thoughts that they're thinking about themselves or a situation by what you breathe into that. And if you're not being kind, if you're not being steadfast, showing love and kindness, if you're not being humble, if you're not being patient. Yeah. Like those words aren't going to come out. And and if you think about the aspect of how quickly we'll take criticism and hold on to it. Oh, like yeah. if you are a critical spouse, yeah. right? And I would say that this covers, right? Like the unwholesome thing, right? So mm-hmm. it does. We'll just dig no, into like this is the aspect of it. Are you, if you're critical, are you kind? Mm-hmm. These are the kind of things that you have to start asking yourself. If you are critical, to yourself, to others, are you being kind? And the the reality of knowing that it takes so this is how powerful this the the what you say is right. If you give some somebody a criticism, yeah. they hold on to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you tell me something as my husband, like let's say you you wake up one day and you're just like, I man, I really just like blonde hair is like no, I don't like it. 
right? Like you just said that to me randomly. I would be just like, oh my gosh, like I feel so ugly to my spouse. Yeah. Right. Like we just like run with it. Like that, like one little random, Mm -hmm. random thing that you may have said. And then we just run with it and we hold on to it. And then you tell me, I say, no, no, no. I meant on this other person that blah, blah, blah. And nope. In my mind, that's it. And it takes so much more positivity to actually negate a criticism. It's, um, I think the ratio is seven to one that you have to say seven positive things over one critical thing, which is crazy. I mean, if you think about it with your kids and with your spouse, but like to think like the power of our words, right? Like we will hold on to criticism and we will not hold on to kindness very easily. I mean, think about, so as think about it this way, whenever you were growing up and your parents told you, so even if they were great parents, this happens to everyone. I've done this before. It doesn't matter if your parents were great or mediocre or whatever it was. It doesn't matter. If you think back to when you're growing up and your parents would say something to you and they could be, telling you a bunch of stuff but you're gonna grab the one negative thing yeah and hold and it. that's it you might not even hear the other stuff coming out of their mouth mm. you've held that negative thing and then your parent tells you you're lazy one day yeah and that's it you hold it and you hold it and it does two things it could do one of two things to you you could either step into it mm-hmm. and say okay i'm lazy well i'm lazy like this is just me now like this must be me or the exact opposite happens. Like I'm not lazy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to show everyone I'm not lazy. And then it gets into this yeah, unhealthiness. Then, then you have a workaholic. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And so there's no two good ways about it. Now that's not to say that we don't make mistakes. Like I've done this yeah, before. Absolutely. 100%. And I feel that I'm, I'm quick to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> quick to understand when I'm wrong. Um, And then I want to talk to my kids, right? And so if you put this into a spousal environment. It should be the same. It should be the exact same thing. Yeah. If you're telling your spouse, like, and here's the thing. I know that men always get the bad rap, but I think in this specific instance, I think it's more women that, that like throw that knife. Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. I've often talked to women with coaching with the aspect of thinking, you know, you may have a one gaping wound from a betrayal. Mm -hmm. But you can, you can choose, right, which way you go down. Like, do you have this one gaping wound or are you just taking a tiny knife and just repeatedly cutting someone? Yeah. Like, either way, you're killing somebody. Yeah. Right? It's like, and I think women have a tendency to do this, right? We have this tiny knife and just repeatedly cutting. My They're husband's tiny. lazy. You know? He never does anything. Doesn't do it right. Doesn't, doesn't do, do it doesn't right. Do He's not doing it like this way. He's not doing it the way I want him to do it. Yeah. He ignores this. You know, whatever it is. And I'm not saying that you're entirely wrong. Right. No, but, we're not excusing those things. But there is this aspect. Like, you're still killing somebody slowly. Yeah. And it's it's not a healthy way to handle communication in it's, your marriage. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not being kind. No. It's not. and And that's what I was reading where God's like loving steadfast, loving kindness. Mm -hmm. Like that is what God does. That's what he's (laughs) calling us to. And so you take that and put it into any environment that you're in, especially with your spouse, you put it in there and see if it passes the litmus test. Right. Because, you know, if you're constantly degrading your spouse, it's not, you don't have steadfast loving kindness for him. No. Or her. It doesn't, it's not, it's not there. And I would, I will say this to your face. Yeah. Like I will challenge you all day on this because you could say, well, no, I do love them. No, I am kind to them. Well, no, you're not. You're tearing them down every chance you get. Yeah. Like, how is that kind? Mm -hmm. Like you want your, your spouse to just be a beat dog. Mm -hmm. Then keep, Keep not showing steadfast you love and your, kindness. You want your spouse to lead, right? Like yeah. if, if we pick on yeah. you know, the aspect of men and women here a little bit, but as a woman, if you want your spouse to lead and you think the only way to do that is to show him how by administering many small cuts yeah. to show them all the things they're doing wrong, mm-hmm. you are not developing a leader. No. <laughs> You're developing someone who looks at life through the lens of failure. Mm-hmm. You have to start speaking life into your husband 
so that they can actually see what God has for them. You know, it's like there is such power in our words, in our vision. If you are casting a vision of failure, where do you think you're going towards? You're going to fail. You're going to fail. Yeah. It it matters so much. This kindness piece, what you say, what you do, how you respond, your facial expressions. Mm -hmm. Like your all tone. Of your tone, all of these things <laughs> are kindness. And yeah. I would say like, if you're having to develop this muscle, right, which is what I would say it yeah. is, right? A spiritual Absolutely. muscle you're having to develop. Please learn to practice the pause. It's mm. such a powerful thing. <laughs> if you can pause and like you had mentioned, like put it through the litmus, litmus test, you know, you have to give yourself a second. Like, is this, is this representing God? Mm. Is this what Jesus would do? Is this? I'd rather take you know, two, three, four, five seconds of silence out of me than a half second of a response that just cut deep into my spouse. And then you feel with regret. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, would and that and that goes into patience that we talked about last week. Yeah. Right. If I have the patience to listen and to Grasp understanding, and I talked about that verse last week, grasp that understanding, then I can respond in the way that God would want me to respond, which is in a steadfast love and kindness. Like he wants that in our responses. He wants that in our actions. Yeah, you have to take that and put it in everything in your marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I could, I know people that don't, I know that, but the marriage that you want, everybody that's married wants a good marriage. No one gets into the marriage and says, eh, I'll go for a mediocre. Oh no, you're supposed to say it like, <laughs> you're supposed to say mid. Oh, okay. I'll go for okay. a mid. Yeah, okay. Right? All right. My bad. Yeah. Come on. Come on. God bless. I try. I try guys. I try. <laughs> I try. But I let it right no. up to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you you want a great marriage. Yeah. Or else you wouldn't have gotten married, right? You don't want this averageness, right? In anything you do, you're not getting it to do average. You want a great marriage. Yeah. If you're not doing this, you will never have a great marriage. It, it will never go beyond what it is now. And like I just talked about, the chasm will get bigger. But guarantee it. Guarantee it. Just be... Not because I'm saying it, mm-hmm. but because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And this and should no one be, wants to be around an unkind person. No. And then, <laughs> and then like you said, it, this is, you know, working a muscle. We're not born with this stuff. No. I know a lot of people out there thinking like. Look uh, at toddlers playing with each other. <laughs> yeah. They ain't kind. No. <laughs> It is not instinctual. No. We naturally are selfish. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and you have to teach these kids. You know, you have to train them. I don't know. That's not a good word. But you I know mean, what I mean? Because it does sound like you're training a dog. But you're training up a dog. Yeah. I mean, not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> train up a child. But um, no, it is a muscle you have to work. And yeah. you have to continually work it. Yeah. And at, at some point it'll become stronger and stronger, but you still have to work it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, this, you know, we always, I always fall back on the physical aspect of everything because of, cause I do work out. I do, you know, those things I get to a certain level. I can't just say, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I have to keep building. The other part of the thing with the physical aspect is so interesting. Cause I think it's the same with our spiritual muscles. If you put something down for a week or mm-hmm. two weeks, it's like the amount that digresses in that oh period gosh. of time. It's frustrating. It's like, it feels like it's exponential. Yes. It's like you could work Seriously. two years to get somewhere <laughs> yeah. and it feels like in two it's, weeks, like, well, and now I'm back I'm to sure, square one. I'm sure everyone's seen this meme probably around like Thanksgiving time, but it'll show like, uh, you know, like, um, some actor, like the Aquaman actor. I don't know names anyway. It'll show <laughs> them like, you know, all ripped up, you know, like, you know, just the peak peak physical conditioning mm-hmm. right and it says uh you know three years of dieting you know working out blah blah, blah. and then the next picture over shows like that mo what is that disney movie momoa or whatever. oh yeah, yeah yeah and it shows the big samoa moana, moana. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> shows a big samoa guy that you know the yeah. character again i don't know who he is anyway and then it says like one hour of eating 
during Thanksgiving. Yes. And this is what you try. That's how it feels when you're spiritually, when you, you have to pick these things up, right? I want to read the Bible. I want to pray. I want to ingest all these things. I want to flex these muscles. I want to, you know, grow in this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for whatever reason, I put it down. Yeah. I stopped going to church because this, this, yeah. this. I stopped reading the Bible because, you know, I got and busy it, and I got yeah. tired and we got sick and blah, blah, blah. And it feels like yeah. it's just this exponential uh -huh. loss. Yeah. You know, and you have to get back to it and it's hard to get back to it. it it's it's so correlated. And I think I know. God so I, did this on purpose. Absolutely. Well, it's because <laughs> we're we're whole, right? Like yeah. Physically, spiritually. Yes. Physically, spiritually, mentally. Like we are... That that's intertwined in every. You can't separate yep. the spiritual and physical aspects of our body. You yeah. can't separate our mental aspect, our emotional. Like you can't. It's one piece. Yeah. So one's doing good, maybe one's doing bad because you're not focused on that. But it's it's so true. But they are intertwined, and and they each have lessons for us one way or the other, and our discipline in each of these areas matters. And I think you know ultimately. Our goal is hopefully to help you look at some of these verses in a different way and to work on these muscles mm -hmm. because they will have such a huge impact on your life and the people around you, um, physical, spiritual, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, it will mm -hmm. have an impact. So I would say challenge for this week is I think specifically we need to, to go into, are you being kind with your words? Yeah. I think that that is such a like are you speaking life what is it from the from the the word what's out of the, the heart the mouth speaks out of the heart the mouth speaks is that that's just a saying right no I th i'm pretty sure that is actually in the bible <laughs> okay. i'm pretty positive right. yes but no that's so true and so yes you can you can physically be kind right as far as like showing action but it's not coming from within you know Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a, I'm going to check the box and do this. So yeah, I think that focus on kind words. Yeah, Luke Figu six forty five. Out Good. of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what it is. Yeah, so, that's what it is. Check. Yeah, got it. <laughs> knew I was right. Knew I was right. No. <laughs> Be patient with me. That's a t-shirt somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I think it matters so much. It's such a huge factor, and we see this in a lot of the marriages that we coach, if this is a missing piece, if this kindness, if what you're speaking, if what you're thinking is not kind is critical, yeah. um, it plays out in your marriage and in your life and not in a good way. Mm -mm. So practice these spiritual yeah. muscles that the Lord has given you and we will see you next week. <laughs>